for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. In verses 288 in all deal directly with the subject of money. That's actually a tenth of those verses. Might be a signal in that. But um, it, it is important because God is concerned for us that we um, get the most out of life and we, we, we're, we're full of um, the right way of, of living. But I really don't want to make this a money talk. So you, you, some people say, oh, I can be relaxed now. It's more than that. I want to talk about how we give together. And primarily, I felt pressed to talk about how we are to give honour. How we, as a church, as families, as one another, how we give honour. In Leviticus 19.32 it says this, You shall stand before the grey head and honour the face of an old man and you shall fear the Lord, your God, I am the Lord. So I want you to take that to heart right now as you're looking at me. Because one day, young man, you will look like this. So honour me now because one day it will be your turn. I I, I love Leviticus. Um, Mark Twain said this, When I was 14, I was staggered how ignorant my old man was. It was so difficult to have him around. When I got to 21, I was staggered how much he'd learnt in seven years. (laughs) Deuteronomy 5.16 says this, Honour your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long, and that it may go well with you in the land. And the Lord, that the Lord your God has given you. And today we're especially honouring the mothers in the church, aren't we? And I'd just like to pray for all the mothers, including the mothers of Israel right now, because we honour you. Father, we thank you for the gift of motherhood. And we pray for every mother in this church, whether spiritual or physical mothers, that this day would be precious to them, they would be rightly and duly honoured and that they would grow in their motherhood so that the generation coming through would know their God and know that he's a good, good father. Holy Spirit, please, today, touch the mothers in this church. Amen. 1 Peter 2.17 says this. This is a difficult one. It says, give honour to everyone. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honour the emperor. Now, that's quite difficult at the moment, isn't it? You know, when you start talking about Brexit in home. But somehow we've got to honour those in authority. We know we all love the Queen, don't we? Yeah. Well, I do anyway. Um, but, we, but, but giving honour to others is what God would want us to do. And when we give honour together to others, it changes the atmosphere. When planting the church in Ashford... Um, Sir and I did that, what, 2002, it's nearly 18 years ago. Rather than just come in and stick a flag in the ground for New Frontiers, Sir and I had a strong impression from the Lord that we should honour the existing church leaders in the town by first visiting them. We visited one particular um, church leader who we saw as one of the spiritual leaders in, in, in Ashford. And we said, could we come and visit you? Um, because we're thinking of planting a church into town. And um, 
we explained our vision and we said, what would your assessment be? He says, Ashford needs more spirit-filled churches. You are welcome here. And as we gathered the, the first embryonic team, um, we felt it right to go back to this church. It was Ashford Christian Fellowship, actually. And we said, will your leadership team pray for our embryonic leaders? And we went there on a Friday night. And I remember, always remember it. We gathered around and we knelt down, didn't we? And they prayed for us. Because that was, we wanted to honour together other churches in the town. In John 5.23, Jesus said this, Furthermore, the Father judges no one, but he has assigned all judgment to the Son, so that all may honour the Son just as they honour the Father. Whoever does not honour the Son does not honour the Father who sent him. So how do we honour the Son? Well, we worship him. But now the Son is in heaven and we are the body of Christ here on earth, aren't we? So if we got honour the Son, we honour the body of Christ, don't we? That's a way that will glorify God when we give honour to the Son in our worship in heaven and his body on earth. And that's a precious thing for us. We will always speak well of the churches. And if you're coming amongst us, oh, well, I've had a bad experience in this church. No, we will always speak well of other churches because it's a precious body of Jesus. We honour together. And we seek to bless other churches. We give blessing and honour to other churches. We, when one new church started, and I've not said this publicly, but you're going to know this because we don't, you know, please forgive us if you think we're polishing our halos, but a, a, a church started and we decided as a leadership team to give, to, to send £500 for them to buy new play equipment. That was not known. But we did that. We didn't advertise, we didn't have it in the paper, but we just did that because we want to honour the body of Christ. Another one, we, we gave help to their building project. They needed, there were a problem with their steps up to the, uh, up to the building, and we said, we, let, let us give us a privilege of helping you in doing that. And another occasion... Um, wasn't it, Richard? That we, we, uh, 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 come to our attention that a young pastor and his wife, family, just so tired that they, that, 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 they, that they, they couldn't afford a holiday. We, we said, come on, let us bless them as a church and, and give them, we gave them 500 quid to go on holiday. It wasn't known because you don't trumpet it. But, now, but in I think, released to, to tell you that we want together to own the responsibility to give honour. Isn't that good? Some of you don't look convinced. But we want to honour the body of Christ. So you want to give honour to the ascended body. The most amazing act of honour ever done on earth happened on a hillside on the edge of Jerusalem. When God the Son son hung bleeding on the cross and he cried out father forgive them for they do not know what they do you see jesus was giving honor at that point in his most painful moment to the father's will for the lost and the saved 
He was honouring the Father in the extreme, in the most difficult of circumstances. He could have shouted out, Father, they're not worth this pain, this rejection. They have turned their backs on you. I'll honour you, but not this. But even in his dying, Jesus was honouring God's creation. Because we are the crown of his creation, even though we are broken. Jesus was honouring the Father's mission to earth. It's incredible honour. Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. And he affirmed the Father's love. You see, the Holy Trinity of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, is giving, in, in that moment, he, he gave mankind the second chance. Giving a new hope, giving love to the undeserving, for extending mercy to the unmerciful, kindness to the unkind, forgiveness to the unforgiving. I mean, it's incredible. The God we have. And in that moment when Jesus cried out, it is finished, heaven downloads, download of grace to mankind was completed by the Holy Trinity. Because God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God is the, the ultimate giver. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the ultimate givers. Together, they gave. It's not, there's not, no dissension within the, the Trinity. There's that wonderful mutual honouring and giving. And he's calling us to be likewise. In your family, in our church. I think of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, the ultimate taker. You know, you could title this talk, Takers or Givers. But Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Those of you who um, know the story of Zacchaeus in Luke 17, I'll read it to you. When Jesus came to the spot in Jericho, he looked up and saw and said to Zacchaeus in a tree, come down immediately, I must, I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed Jesus gladly. And all the people saw this and began to, began to mutter. He has gone to the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Because love of God had touched his life. You see, Jesus didn't come for Zacchaeus' wallet, he came for his heart. You see, Jesus was so right when he said, remember what I told you? A servant is not greater than his master. That's in John 15, 20, when he gathered the 12 together before he was to be crucified. It's interesting that Jesus prefixed this saying with the word remember. The certain sayings of Jesus, he underscored it. God is almost like a fluorescent marker. And it, but he, he, what he did, he said, but to, to underline something, he would say, now remember. I've said to you, remember. Um, this phrase was, look, the servant is not above his master. If, if, um, in other words, you've got to be like me. And the cost that I've borne, I've had to take up my own cost, but you'll have to take up yours. There's going to be a cost in following me. And there is a cost in following him, isn't there? We sometimes make it too easy, but there is a cost to us in following Jesus because we have to deny ourselves daily to follow him. And that's good. That is good. 
It cost him everything to win us back to the Father. We are followers of him. So Gateway Church, in, in the, since 2002, when we started with our, what, a dozen people, Rich and Sarah, in your home, now to nearly, the last, last week, the two, two congregations, I know it doesn't look like it this week, but it was only the second time we've, we've gone through 300 people. There's been phenomenal transformation taking place. Nine baptisms are planned for Easter Sunday. You see, there's expansion, there's mission, there's changed hearts and lives. When we took on the lease of the hub, those of you who remember the hub in town, the opposite Wilkins, the other end of the um, town, um, Park Mall to Wilkinson's, that's right. A couple, we, we, we believe God wanted us to have that building as we had the corn store before that because um, God takes you in steps. And we, we, need, we needed 40,000 quid to refurb it and to get the rent off. 40,000 rent started, 40,000 pounds. This dear couple came to us and they said, we've been blessed. We want to give you a cheque for 40,000 pounds in the church. You don't know. But God had touched their hearts and lives and they wanted to touch others' lives with his goodness. £40,000. That's, that's a lot of money. You could buy a BMW 5 Series for that, couldn't you? £40,000. Why? Because God come into their lives. And they said, no, we're going to put God first in all things. Because, you see, it wasn't a case he had their wallet, he had their heart. I've got £40,000 to spare. But they had, because they've been given a big sum. £40,000. And you are the recipients of that. You and me are the recipients of their generosity. And because of that, the church grew. We look now at the hub, and we, we, we couldn't have fitted into the hub now, could we? We've just grown again. Then we come to the riverside. You know, that was, that's been fun. It continues to be fun. And we had some, you know, somebody came to me and said, when we were, were raising funds for the Riverside, they said, what you need to do, Graham, is to pray for a millionaire to come into the church. <laughs> <laughs> Kid you not. And I said, no, no, that's the last thing we need. Honestly, it is. I said, we're going to stand together and do this because we need to learn how to give corporately together and we need to learn the journey that God is faithful and he is faithful, isn't he? But another thing you don't know, most probably, about the Riverside, is that there's one, one day when we were adding to it, we had to do a lot more um, work there. And we were £100,000 short. Mums and dads don't always tell their kids everything, do they? <laughs> you carry it. And we said, we, we'll pray, okay, let's pray. And one morning, not long after, we had a letter come through. We opened it up, and it was from a solicitor. And he said, um, you have been left half, a, a person has left half their estate to Gateway Church. Half of their estate. Why? 
how could that happen? Because that paid that deficit off. It's because somebody had come here, here, and had found something that out there couldn't be found. That was love and a family, and they found Jesus, and a hope, and heaven had touched that person's heart in such a profound way that they wanted to invest in, everything, in what had transformed their life. And that person now, I'm sure, I'd like to think, she may be occupied with other priorities, but she may be shouting, go church, go. It's worth investing in the kingdom of heaven while you are on earth. See, we're on a journey together. And what does this, where does this, where does this outrageous giving come from? This is a question I've been asking myself this week. Well, how does that happen? It's because I believe it comes, this essence is from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The generosity of God, of the Trinity, flows through his people to extend the mission of our God. You see, God the Father gave, God the Son came, and God the Holy Spirit descended. And it's into this perfect love of God that we're invited to be partakers of this mission. The mutual honour and self-giving within the Trinity is the true source of giving within the church. Because God is, therefore we are. <laughs> Have you got it here? And this is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, God three in one, revealing the secrets of this kingdom of honour and giving will multiply his kingdom. In Matthew 16, verse, uh, 6, verse 19, sorry, Matthew 6, 19, 21, Jesus said this, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust does corrupt and where thieves break in and steal. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I know that person I'm talked about will be eternally glad that's what she did in terms of, in her context, in her context, putting God first. The fragrance of heaven had touched hearts. And I know in this church, the fragrance of heaven touches heart after heart every week to give. Every week. There'll be somebody near you, within two metres of you, I, I would hazard a, a strong guess, that every month, right, I'm going to offer God, I'm going to give to God my first fruits and, and, and a standing order goes in. Whatever, you, you give it proportionately to how, how, how you are blessed. But because we've seen something of heaven, we've become partakers of that divine nature. That's a phrase. We have become partakers of that divine nature. And therefore God said, he who honours me, I will honour. And so we, we give. 
this week on Thursday, Thursday was a big day, we had, um, we had an architect down from London, a, a very good architect, highly recommended, who, who does church buildings. And we walked around the riverside and he said, wow, you've got a lot of space here, haven't you? It's three acres. Three acres. He said, well, you could, you could have um, a larger auditorium there or you, you could have it there or you could have it there. Wouldn't it be great for us all to be together? This is a season, yeah? But it'd be great because God's got a future for us. God's got a future for us. And we're expanding because the kingdom of God is amongst us. I won't go into detail today, but that will come up later. But more opportunities are opening up for us, so be ready to step up. I mean, the last, the last month at the Riverside, I mean, even the last, yeah, the last month, did you know we had a war at the Riverside? Your church centre, we had a Nerf war. It was turned into a war zone with kids running around and youth running around with guns. They, they ordered, the youth worker, Debbie, came to me and said, I want to order a thousand bullets. Can we do it? I said, just buy it. Just, let's just have fun. The church is meant to be fun, isn't it? The, you know, we've got, we've got a, last night, the, the, the quiz night, do you know how much the, the young people raise? Put this on. So they can go on mission. A thousand quid. You help them raise a thousand quid to go on mission. Isn't that wonderful? We're sending people to another nation with some help from overseas. Jane, hope, oh, Joan, hope you can, you know, be okay for that. That'd be great. But we're a church on mission to the nations. Anything less than the nations is not enough. This next couple of weeks, we've got MAF, Mission Aviation Fellowship, wanting to use our premises. And we want to serve them in that because they are touching the world in a way that we can never touch. But we can get there through serving them. We can get there through serving them. And at the Riverside, the, the, the meeting there, the first people from the area coming in, one lady came to me and she said, been there two weeks, she said, um, I've been released from fear. I've not been able to walk my, go out with my dog for five years, but when I came to the meeting last week, God dealt with a, a fear in my heart. And I went out and she was crying. She says, I've, I've gone out with my dog for the first time in five years. How does that happen? A risk-taking faith and a passion to reach the lost and the broken and the needy. And you know, such belongs to the kingdom of heaven. I tell you what, there's some older people coming along. Thank you, Michael. I really appreciate what you've just said. Steve, that's a God thing. That's a God thing. There's some older people coming to us now. Another couple were in tears. They said, I never believed church could be like this. With tears in their eyes. She said, I've got a fresh hope. <laughs> See, Jesus came down. Jesus came down from the glory of heaven to the muck of earth lived in a stable, born in a stable, lived in Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth, proud to be from Nazareth. God, God came down. God, keep us from being middle class. Keep us from being middle class. God's not middle class. He's rich, poor, 
the whole, the whole deal. God has given us a kingdom. And it's costly. It's costly. And if you're looking at a church, you're coming in saying, well, I'm thinking about coming to this church. Be aware, it's dangerous. <laughs> because God wants your heart. God wants your passion for the mission, passion for the nations. Passion to walk humbly with God. To give honour to those who perhaps don't deserve honour. But this is the way of the cross. This is the way of the kingdom. And this is how it grows. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll be having a, a, another offering, special offering, um, later on, um, around about the summertime. And we'll be itemising the next thing we need to go for. But we give together because God gave together for us. You see, uh, the, the Great Commission, I know you've heard it said before, but it's not been rescinded. We still have a mandate, church, more than ever, to, we, we have to embrace the Great Commission. Yeah, what is the Great Commission? What are you on about? Where Jesus, before he went to heaven, he said this. In Mount Heaven, he gathered the 11 disciples, only 11 of them, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. As obedience. He said, when he, they saw him, they worshipped him. And boy, are we you know, wanting to worship God as a priority now in our, in our culture. But some doubted. But then Jesus, and there'll be some people in this church right now who will be doubting what we're doing. That's okay. Jesus, is, Jesus can cope with your doubt. Okay? He's, not, he's not freaked out by your doubt. We may be, but Jesus isn't. <laughs> but it didn't stop him giving them the mandate, even though some doubted. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There you go, Trinity again. And teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's why we're going to be successful. Not because you've got good leaders. Because you've got learners here. But we've got this great saviour who knows the end from the beginning and we're a part of his body. And that's enough.